What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people up in the Shaw City, that's right, getting new feelings, getting scrubbed, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo, I won't forget y'all, okay. You are tuned into the Friday edition here of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark. Bartlett spinning the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760 is the number to participate. Today's show is presented by Dos Equis. Let's get a dose Friday here on the Sports Grind. Woohoo! Along with R&B uh, Friday for the newcomers that's coming in. You'll see how we do that. It's really the only, you know, set day we have. But anyway, yes, you are tuned in here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind. If you know what you want to talk about, like usual, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show or anything, uh, you know, sports related uh, that you want to bring to the airways that we're not talking about, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the long breaks and segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to follow me or reach out to me via Twitter, it's at SportsGrind. And also keep in mind, if you want to participate during the show, you can always stream the show live and leave comments. I'll try to get to those and react to those in real time. If not, I'll react to them later. You can go to the uh, Facebook business page of Sports Grind Entertainment um, and you can leave the comments there. You can usually go and stream um, through my personal Facebook page, but not today. We'll be back up on that on Monday, but you can still leave comments on the business page and I'll see it on the big screen up here. Um, also. What else? If you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com and you can download the podcast from there every day, Monday through Sunday. 1-800-707-9760. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll. All right. Bartlett. Gentlemen. Do we hear him? Try that again, Bartlett. <laughs> What's okay. going on? Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Doing all right. All right, man. Um... I thought we were down one already. I was like, man. Well, it's Friday. I'm out. Already. Okay. I know. I was like, part of trying to get out of here early. I feel you, though, man. I feel you. All right, man. So today, uh, let's end the week strong. <clears throat> Definitely got some things to get to. Um, you know, officially, uh, week two of the preseason got underway last night. I'll have my thoughts about that here shortly. Uh, we've got some uh, teams on the docket tonight. Um, also, of course, Saturday, you'll have a full slate of games and i even think this week i think monday there's a game too with uh somebody there is and uh the manning cast oh, will be go. back for monday's They're preseason as pre they get ready wow well yeah you know so preseason action and you know you could see for those that um Look at that stuff. You can already see the people in the deserts made adjustments in regards to the lines of preseason. Because, again, everybody, every coach is kind of handling this different. you got a lot of coaches that are just not playing anybody because everybody's spooked. And then you've got some, you know, teams that are at least leaving their starters out there for a series or two. Um, the longest ones I've seen so far through uh, one week of preseason and yesterday still is the Colts. I mean, they're the only team that uh, left their starters in the whole first quarter and a lot of pressure that's number one okay because anytime you got a loud mouth owner sitting there you know getting all boozed up probably you'll say hey we're built for generations of success not just one with Matt Ryan we have a time to win couple still waiting to find Zach where he's out there yet to try to try to come defend that but 
Um, so yeah, so preseason, we'll see how that plays out. We'll we'll get into what I felt last night. Also, we've got another edition of over and unders. We've got three more teams on the docket today. Um, give me those teams, uh, Mr. Clark. Who did I who did I say we have today? So we have Cincinnati. Okay. We have Dallas. Okay. And we have Detroit. Now, if anybody doing their homework and taking notes at home will realize we've been going in alphabetical order. Not on purpose, though, but yes. But there are two teams, two cities we're kind of skipping there. Okay. And I had a question as to why... Well, Cleveland Cle- wasn't there. Well, Cleveland would have been up, but I think the the site that I'm that I usually use and go to for information like that, um, they they've taken Cleveland down, and probably you probably have some books and even some casinos and books in Vegas that's taken Cleveland down for at least a day with the whole you know suspension thing. But most guys that cap futures and stuff that are in that industry, most of them for the last few months have been taking it, and especially the line setters, they've been taking in consideration this suspension possibly even for a whole year or six games. So you won't see too much adjustments, but yeah, that's why they haven't made it up, but they'll, we'll get to them. Um, also college football, you know, we're close to week zero. Okay. That's the last time I'm going to call it week zero, man. Week one. Well, I'll just stay a week behind, man, the whole season, but technically it'd be week one for me. Um, out in Austin, Sark has named the starter starting quarterback. Transfer, uh, yours, right? Quinn, yours. Yours. Okay. What's your thoughts on that, Bartlett? Bart the new, Orange, the new mullet. The, 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 the new Mr. Mullet. He's, he's taking the place of, of Gundy, so he will be the new mullet. He's the new mullet. Okay, I haven't it's seen glorious. this. It's glorious, Calvin. Man, and you know they got a mullet championship that's gone on in the last week that, you know, the four-letter networks are televised. I didn't even know yeah. they had that. They will put on anything. And they've been like that since the 70s they started. I mean, if you go back, I mean, it wasn't really, I mean, you know, you put a spelling beyond. But if you just look at some time, they've gotten away with it. I mean, away from it, I should say. But the four-letter network has put on a lot of stuff. You'd be like, What? I mean, I even think they put on that slapping contest. The slap, you just two people just stand there and you just see if you slap their ass until they fall down. The slap put league on is enter- slap league is entertaining. Yeah. Okay, it's but back to the starting news. Um, yeah. So he's named. A, this is kind of quicker than last year, right? Because remember, he was kind of playing around. Well, I don't know. It's close, and I think we were what maybe a week out or maybe two that finally he announced it. But this was a little bit quicker. A little and, bit. Any and, shocker to y'all? Even no? last year, like he still wasn't fully committed. Right. You know, oh, we'll see see how it kind of works. But this is interesting because, you know, uh, Card was one, was one of his guys, his uh-huh. recruit, his Sark's first recruit, well, okay. one of his early recruits coming in, and then Ewers was the guy missed a chance on. Right. Okay, so now he's coming back. Is it is there any slight then against Sarkeesian for his recruiting for for his guy, his first QB? already out for Quinn Ewers or is this just I missed him the first time he's obviously won the job now he's just a better quarterback yeah I think anytime I think you I understand why you're asking that question but I think we've got to really you know be careful of who we ask that question to because of the transfer portal it changes everything I mean regardless who you recruit you might go on to recruit but you might somebody might come in available and the transfer portal that you actually had on your on your radar but you didn't get them you lost them out but they're your second chance so no I don't think it's an indictment on Sark uh, but I'll tell you their former quarterback Casey Thompson I believe his name was yes, he's been named the starting quarterback of Nebraska today as well too now let me tell you something man 
Uh, this is another one. I, I usually only talk warm seats and hot seats for NFL coaches. But the but the hometown kid, oh Scott Frost, is it? You know we we got up to like maybe what it felt like fifty days straight of a hundred degrees plus in South Texas. It's about that forecast for Scott Frost, and he and, you, and remember when he came from Central Florida, right? Yeah, I think he came when they put them on the map. Was it Central Florida? I think it was. Yeah, because remember they they were undefeated. We should have went, but he he had a buzz. But he of course that's former quarterback for Nebraska. You know, he got the job, but, you know, it, it's been – I'm going to see what Casey's going to do for him, but this is an important year um, for Nebraska and Scott Frost because I do believe he's on the hot seat, okay, because in Nebraska, remember they – I mean, this is probably before your time, Jonas, but, you know, they used to be referred to as the black shirts on defense. You know, it used to be, you know, Nebraska – that was it. They they haven't been that in a while. And I, and I had confidence in Scott Frost. I was down with the hire when they got him. I don't know what his uh, buyout is, though. No telling. And I don't know how many years he got, but all I know is he better say it can't be no blowouts this year. He's got to win some games unless somebody that he's probably. And that's 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 firing family. That's tough for 80s to do. You know, I don't even know if he was there when the 80 was there, when Scott was there. But somebody's there when Scott was quarterback. And that's like that. That's firing family. That's not easy to do. But <laughs> don't think I'll tell me, hey, man, you see how much money the Big Ten and got this TV deal. You know, we're about to go to. I'm sorry, man. There's big money involved. Sorry, Scott. You'll always have a place here, though, just down the sideline. It worked. I mean, we tried it out, but it didn't work. So, yeah, man, I wanted to put that out there, man. He's on the hot seat. So, you have other things going on. Baseball continues to roll on. So much for the walk-off Grand Slam. Try to give some of you Yankee fans hope, like, oh, yeah, maybe this is the one that turns around. Nope, they got drugged last night by Toronto, 9-2, to two, okay? But at least they won the Sox because the Astros, what did they put, was it 25 or 21? It was 25. 25 runs. You know, I'm, I've, I have a policy that I really don't like sitting on airwaves and telling other professional athletes that made it to a point in their career um, where I'm never. Oh, my come. apologies. It was 21. My bad. My it's bad. 21. I was thinking, yeah, I was I thinking of the 21. 25 because uh, I, I was looking at the highest MLB scores. Oh, and it was earlier it. this uh, the the Blue Jays okay. wiped the Red Sox twenty five. Okay. Yeah, my bad. Well, too bad this is real real live radio and live. So that mistake you can't you can't delete that. But I feel you. Twenty one. I'll own it. Twenty one. Twenty one five. Um, twenty one six. Twenty one six. Yeah. Zero for two. Starting off Friday. Tough Jones. Zero for two. I'm gonna ask you to double check everything you tell me. me. All right. So the the bottom line is is you know i don't i have a policy that i don't like sitting on the airwaves and saying that other professional athletes something i've never ever come close to being a professional athlete um that they quit or they're quitters but in a baseball game if you give up if they're at the major league now that's like little league yes they got the little league world series going on you know um you might see that, can see that there, which I think they even got a run rule. I don't know if they have it when you get to the World Series point, but even most little league worlds, they got run rules. You can't, you're not supposed to see that in the bigs. That's quitting. Whether you want to put it on the coaching, I mean, the uh, pitching staff, the bullpen, like, man, I got to go out, just eat three innings, man, just come back. And then they just getting taxed. So that's a lot of runs to score in a baseball game. But Astros, and I'll still say this, man, I just feel that from what I've seen so far, um, I stick by it. The Mets are the most consistent team. Either they got their hands full down in ATL on this series. But I really think the Astros probably have the best starting pitching for a playoff, for a postseason run right now. 
I said it yesterday. And I know we've got some Dodger fans that listen to this show, but Bueller, that's the, that's a big loss for them. That's a big loss for them. So, uh, but there's some interesting series that take place this weekend. Um, also, what else we got? WNBA playoffs continue to roll on. Uh, you know, the Connecticut Suns, they look very impressive last night. They handled their business, um, you know, with a W uh, to take care of business. Um, you know, Seattle Storm was able to go ahead and rally. Remember, I said I didn't really put them as a factor in my three, but I said if they want to have a farewell uh, for Miss Bird, um, I wouldn't be shocked, you know. Remember that farewell we had down in here with Big Day 5 that seems like 30 years ago. These last two seasons have made that seem like, and I don't even want to know after this season what that's going to make it feel like. But who knows, man? We never know what these young kids can do. But Big 5-0 had that farewell. So we'll see. if I doubt it. They can do that. And, you know, looking at that game, I did pay attention. For one, Seattle deserves an NBA team. They need an NBA team back. Their home crowd, I mean, that's a home crowd that's ruckus for a WNBA game, and no no disrespect to WNBA, but I can only imagine they've been thirsty and starving for an NBA team since they got jacked by Oklahoma. Okay, that's one. Number two, I've been saying this, and the quality of the women's basketball game has improved individually tremendously. But there's one thing that's still tough for me to watch when I watch women's basketball, okay? And I've mentioned this in my own home. Been called a sexist and a chauvinist, though, for doing it. But I'm like, hey, man, I'm just reporting what I see. They're fast breaks. Like, and, and, and I'm talking about, I mean, you've got women in the, in, the, in the WNBA that's no more basketball than I ever know in two lifetimes in fundamentals. But I will tell you, like, on two-on-one on two breaks, three-on-one breaks, and finishing under the basket, it's horrible. It's tough. And I don't like to try to compare them really to the men's game, the NBA. I don't like doing that. But even at that level, because you got some skilled girls, but even some of the top players, I've seen them, they have a hard time finishing at the rim on three or two or ones. And especially like if it's a rebound and you're trying to go back up and you do, I mean, maybe the, you know, the dunking factor, the non-dunking factor plays into that but i don't know that's just my observation but it's you know through the first couple of days of playoffs been exciting got more games coming up tomorrow um also what else we've got here um nfl boxing this week anything uh for you new listeners out there you new affiliates uh producer jonas clark is pretty much um he writes for a lot of sites for boxing and ufc so he's the guru when it comes to matchups coming up in boxing and ufc is there anything this weekend that's worthy because uh, I usually rely on you to see if there's anything, even if I missed anything. Because to me, it feels like a while since we've had a, I mean, not really speaking of UFC, but even boxing that we've had like a, like a real, like, you know, casual by people have to be in front of a TV on a Saturday night type of matchup. It feels like it's been forever. Well, what we do have this weekend is uh, Alexander Uzchik and Anthony Joshua. Okay. Like, uh, sorry, heavyweight title. Okay. Uh, WBA, WBO, and IBF. Uh, you're going to have uh, Andy Ruiz here uh, next uh, here in, in September. Then, of course, we're counting down the days to Triple G and oh, Canelo gosh. 3. I want to see that. I don't even know why we're doing this. I know why they're doing it. And you it's do have money. a local San Antonio guy, Bam Rodriguez, on that card. That's been announced. So 
there's a reason to watch. I know you don't want to watch if, if it's the, a the run it back get for a third time, but congrats, nonetheless. Congrats to the local guy, the local kid, but that card shouldn't even exist. I mean, this is just terrible. I mean, I mean, after the two watching those, I mean, and, and Triple G, I mean, he had a cult following about four or five years ago. I remember taking calls. Oh, he's going to kill Canelo. Canelo's soft. He ain't face nobody can hit this hard. Triple G, man, if he doesn't sit there and knock somebody else out, he can't beat nobody boxing. He can't beat nobody on the scorecard. Why are we doing this again for a third? I, they're doing it for the payday. I mean, there's going to be suckers that are going to go pay for that again, but why are, we, why are we doing this again besides just them making another bag? Makes no sense to me. You know, but it, whatever. I mean, there's, and I don't really know who really Canelo is out there for Canelo to fight. I mean, I know he lost the last fight. I mean, his last fight that he had. But still, you know, uh, you know what? But you know when I say that, say, hey, it's been a while for, but you know the one, and I know a lot of people, I mean, because I support him anyway, but I know a lot of people just think it's going to be a bloodbath. But in um, Tank's next fight, in against the internet sensation, everybody thinks he's just a, the, uh, what's his name? God just pretty much is on Instagram all the time. Or is he begging still for a fight for Tank Johnson? Or didn't they agree? I'll have to check on Tank Double Davis' check next that. fight. I forgot, yeah, I gotcha. yeah, I forgot my man's name that he's fighting. Maybe, but I know I'm interested to see that. I'm not saying it's going to be competitive, but I know he's been, um, he's been accused of not really fighting anybody. 1-800-707-9760. Also, what else do we have today this Friday? You know, I'm telling you, I want to get to it if we don't run out of time. There's a couple things. I've got to talk about, I want to talk about the Netflix documentary, not the Manti Teo, because I refuse. I, I can't, you know, it I've heard a lot of people, oh, man, it why are we good. giving this guy still life, man? He's not even in the NFL anymore. I mean, whatever. But no, train wreck with that 99 Woodstock. There's some hypocrisy in that a little bit. And then also, I've, I got a chance, I forgot the Murder, Inc. documentary came on, and I watched two episodes. I've got some other stuff about that. Somebody surfaced in that one to make me even more pissed off in that one. Listen to the Sports Crime, presented by Dos Equis. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official Sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Bartlett spinning the one and twos on this RB Friday and get a dose Friday as well, too. 1 800 707 9760, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. All right, um, one of the best. R&B albums Underrated of all time There's, I can count on three fingers And I only can remember two of them This one of them That I've And this is old school But buying a CD And listening all the way through Like tracks one through 17 Without skipping This is one of those albums I only got three of them In my lifetime That I've been able to do that And that's one of them yeah. Shout out to Donnell Jones But anyway Alright So What else did I want to throw out there Before as well too Um we got Zach trying to get through. Zach. Oh, Coach. Oh, Zach online busy. Oh, okay. Well, we might have some phone calls coming in there. Zach trying to come in. That's Zach trying to defend his honor, I guess, to come in with the Colts. But anyway, we'll get him in. Um, what else did I want to throw? You know, speaking of, um, before we get into football and over-unders, there was un- one other baseball note that I wanted to uh, get to before we move on. Oh, Yes. Uh, Braves outfield, outfielder Ozuna got busted for DUI. And the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because, well, first of all, I mean, hell, the Braves defending champions. And number two, they're in, they're in a they're tight race. But if I'm not mistaken, it was probably a year ago almost that he got hit. If I remember, it was with a domestic situation. Am I right with that? You are right about okay, that. I thought um, it was a situation that I think he was still in Canada with the with the Toronto Blue Jays at that point. But in uh, in May on May 29, twenty twenty one, he was arrested on aggravated assault charges for strangulation and battery. Hmm. Okay. And that had uh, definitely shaken things up in terms of you know his availability and and. Um, being able to move him too. Hmm. Okay. All right. So yeah, man, that's a tough situation. Bad timing. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's just a full moon or something come out with a Zuna's ass in August around when he get in trouble. But that's bad timing uh, for the defending champs. But preseason, yeah. So week two got underway uh, last night in the preseason, and uh, you saw the Seattle Seahawks take on the Chicago Bears. Um. Paid attention to some of it, not most of it, just enough to see, you know, really the second, third string, and of course Justin Fields go. Um, I still say that he's going to be running for his life for the most part this season, and then the, the only difference is this coaching staff, unlike Nagy, they might say, hey, you know, there are some things called rollouts. He is mobile. I mean, are we going to put him behind a bad offensive line? Don't leave him there like a sitting duck. Um, but really, I didn't really see too much improvement in the offensive line. I mean, the other thing that stood out in the game, um, if Seattle doesn't get Jimmy, it's going to be a tough – it's going to be a long 
season. It's going to be a long season for Seattle, man. I mean, and it's crazy to me. I mean, but it is the NFL. And the difference of not having that guy at quarterback and having the guy. Now, I do think Seattle, even in Russ's last year, there a couple of years, they've been trying to rebuild and retool. I mean, I think they finally have done a – this is a rock-bottom rebuild – I mean, I don't, I don't really put them as much on the par as the Ravens when I tell you the Ravens is one of the only teams that yet has really had to do a re-rebuild. I'd probably put Pittsburgh right there to a certain extent, too, with the Ravens. But Seattle has kind of flirted. But this is an actual teardown rebuild. And really, man, I mean, Geno, I mean, the only thing it is is that he knows the playbook. That's it. And Drew Locke, I said it yesterday, the NFL gods did not want Drew Locke. There's another calling for Drew Locke, and I don't know if it's the NFL. Like, every time he's in a competition or he's fighting for a job, he either gets hurt or he gets sick or he just gets everybody in trouble and not wears damn mask and they got to suspend the whole damn quarterback room. But, you know, he's supposed to be back for the next preseason game, I'm assuming. Supposedly he's going to go and start. But really, man, I, I don't really – if it's not Jimmy, either one of those guys, and looking at Seattle's roster, because I told you in preseason you can really tell culture, what's going to be the emphasis, what kind of offense we run in. And nobody – you know, everybody keeps it vanilla in preseason. But you can still see the system and the culture and, and your depth. And when I talk about depth looking at Seattle, I mean, it's, it's, it's bare bones. I mean, it's going to be a tough – it's going to be a rough year for them if they've got to go with one of those two guys. That's just my opinion. You know, we'll see how that plays out. Also preseason, so you got other action going on that's going to be lining up. Your Dallas Cowboys, they're going to be in action tomorrow against the Los Angeles Chargers, who they've had some joint practices with. Um you know, over this past week, you know, I still don't know what the participation is going to be from the starting standpoint. I'm pretty sure you're still not going to see any uh, Dak. Um, you probably I, I know for sure you're not seeing Zeke, but it has to be. I mean, I tried to I mean, I went to the barbershop this morning, man. And, you know, of course, that's Dallas country. But, you know, just had to remind him like, hey, man, I know it's preseason, but, you know, regular season, off season, I'll just have to. Oh, I know you ain't coming to here with us. That's third string, man. And then I bring up penalties. And J-Dub and Larry get pissed. I'm like, nah, man, don't tell me about no second, third string. Y'all had penalties last year in the regular season. All I'm observing is that when we look at tomorrow, for anybody that pays attention to this game, I don't give a damn if it's guys that's probably going to get cut come to whenever this next cut down comes or if it's guys that are going to be actually just depth second string. I don't care who's out there. They've got to have a game that doesn't have that many penalties. I promise you, if they have another game, even if it's preseason and it doesn't count, and they hit, I don't know, 12, 15 penalties, 16 penalties, that's going to be a story. I'm going to come in here and money dog about it. We know how the Dallas media down there in the DFW area, we know how they like to stir soup. They're going to talk about it. That's what I told them in the shop. I'm like, y'all playing it down. I hell. McCarthy's about 20 pounds lighter. He lost the weight. He looked red in the face, hot as hell, going into the halftime in that little interview they had to do. He don't give a damn if it's pre. Those are 20 penalties or 21. Speaking of that, before we move on, um, uh, Jonas threw the challenge flag on Bartlett during the uh, commercial break on the, the, the official score of the Astros. So who exactly was, was right on that? It's 21 to 5. 
So Bartlett's got y'all both no, got one out. Yeah, we both, okay. both both swinging with one strike right now. Okay. Yeah, I, I texted him. So and this goes to show good old four letter network. So the headline <laughs> that they had was wrong. The headline said the score was twenty one to six, but you click on the story and the story right. inside it says twenty one to five. So good job, yeah. four letter network. Yeah, it's summertime. They got some interns. Just handle it, man. We'll be back. See if you can survive. If not, you're out. That's probably what that is. Is it yeah. football preseasons here? Nobody's reading baseball already. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mike pops four titles, right? He only has four titles. Stop it. God, Even though I don't know. Stop it, man. Stop <laughs> it. Or who, who, who is that going to come in? Who was that? Yes, Fergus. What, what's my man? Every time something negative spurs. Uh, Figueroa. Figueroa come in. What, you us, oh, oh, you call him an asterisk? Why is he even down here, man? Why is he even still on there? No, I didn't say that. No, Pop got five, man. That field started to crack. He got five. But... Yeah, I, I think uh, changing back to the NFL preseason, that's kind of what I take away from Seattle. So go get Jimmy. And, and I know they ain't going to trade you in division. Maybe if you give them up some ones, they might do it. Or just wait to get cut. But if you roll with those two guys, it's going to be a long season for Seattle. It's going to be a long season. And it's going to be a long opening Monday night football, too, on week one. So you currently have a go-get-Jimmy stance out there for two teams. Mm-hmm. Only one of them can get him, though. True. Obviously. True. So who needs him more? Um. And 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 which? I would say uh, that's very easy for me to answer. That's it's Cleveland, because Seattle. And this is what I also. I'm glad you asked me that because I I was about to speed over what else I had in the docket about that game. I want to touch on was. My question though is I talk about this really rock bottom rebuild from Seattle, but I'm starting to think. With Geno and Locke, is this what they want, though? You see, there's, you know, in in basketball, the whole tanking narrative that's out there, sometimes that's really in your face. Like a coach or whoever not say, yeah, man, we ain't trying to win. I mean, the players on the roster, are trying, they've got bonuses. They're trying to win. But there's things that the NBA does that's still in your face that, hey, <laughs> you know, somebody's come out in the draft. We basically trying to tank for they do obvious things. Deshaun's the best player. I don't care, man. Tony ain't got it, man. Plus, you know, hey, Tony's got the inside track on this kid over in France. Yeah, things like that. Or, like in football, this could be Seattle's version. Because keep in mind, I keep talking about look at the quarterbacks that are coming out next year. Okay? So, this is, in a way, maybe what Seattle really wants to do. But to answer your question, it's the 40, I mean, excuse me, it's Cleveland. Because Seattle, this is expected. You you lose a future first-time ballot, Hall of Fame, unanimous votes he's probably going to receive unless he screws up off the field. You lose that, you gonna, it's going to set you back. It's not like he was at where Big Ben was in his career. Okay? It's not like he, I mean, he could still play. I mean, never lost less than double digit games. I mean, besides a fluke last year when he was hurt with the hand. You lose a guy, a caliber of Russell Wilson, it's going to take you, it's going to set you back some. And really, this is just one of the, you know, and I know we have a man that's a Seattle beat writer in last week. I know he didn't really want to go that way, but I still think when I look at this, I still look at this as the fact, and I don't have a problem with it. It's like, hey, man. We riding with the 70-year-old guy. We love what you've done, Russ. We know, you know, Seattle, you've been, done to, you've been good to the community. It's really just only been you and Kirk Cobain up here in this area that we can talk about in Starbucks. 
But I'm sorry, man. We're riding with the 70 year old guy, Pete. Oh, surfboard Pete. Surfboard Pete. That's what I still think that's what it is. But it, it, the bottom line, this is this could be what Seattle wants. Rock bottom. Get in that top three. Dead race for them in Atlanta. I know Dante's high on Atlanta taking the over. You know, it's concerning. The more I mean, I love Dante, but the more I've seen some of his tweets on his pen, I'm like, man, you need to stay away from probably Vegas because I'm thinking he's he's on the over. But yeah, nah, it, it could it's, it's a dead race for them in Atlanta. <clears throat> They'll be on the clock. He I really but, it during hockey season though. But but yeah, yeah, he did. He was on fire. But I will sit there and say that, you know, you would think a Pete Carroll, and if I'm not mistaken, Ken Norton's still over there as a defensive coordinator unless he retired. But if you got that pedigree, you would think they're gonna be competitive. But again, they're in the NFC West with the defending champs. You play twice. Okay. You play Arizona, you might catch them in the second half of the season because they collapse. You know, you got them. Um, and you got the 49ers. And this unknown in Trey, but he looks good, man. That first preseason, he looked good. I told you, man, there's going to be plays that have been in Kyle Shanahan's playbook that he can't even do with Jimmy. He's about to open that other half up. And, and, and if Trey can understand the speed of the game, what watch out. And then you just wonder, like, man, how long could this run go with the 49ers? That's a historic franchise. Speaking of football, um, let me see. What are we? We got some uh, Facebook live coming in here. We got Zach coming in here. Um, the Colts. What do you say about? Just tell me what they lied about when it comes to wins. Well, first of all, I don't know exactly Zach what Ursay lied about because I didn't go all that. All I know headlines is him saying that the team was set up for generational success and that. Um, Matt Ryan, we could win multiple titles with him. And I heard the same damn thing eight, nine years ago or whenever the SI. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that he's probably he's going to be wrong. I wouldn't bet on him being right. But the truth of the matter is, it's like, you know, Jerry Jones doesn't even do that. And he's got diarrhea of the mouth. Like Jerry does. And Jerry's got hardware. I mean, Ursay's got one. Ursay's a trust fund baby, man. Jerry got it from the mud, literally the oil. Put the whole family's future up at stake. I don't even damn if it's losing a million and a half. I've got a vision. Cowboys losing a million dollars a month at that old stadium. Okay? It wasn't inherited to him by anybody like Ursay. Just stop it. Stop talking. Go, go to your local bar. Play your band. You know, he's in a band. You know? He's in a he's in a band. So imagine this around the way circuit, this billionaire owner that owns the Colts. Okay, and he's out there playing guitar in a band. No wonder they're like on their fourth. I mean, come on. Pay you never see Peyton Manning there anywhere anymore, close to facilities. You really don't. And I believe that has a lot to I mean, of course, he's always gonna be a Colt, but that has a lot to do with like you disrespect me in that article, man. But moving on, wasting too much time on that team. There, it, it just is. But we're moving on. But I see you, Zach. I just wanted—I saw you come in on the Facebook Live. You know, one thing before we go into, um, of course, the Cowboys. The only thing is the penalties, penalties. Are they going to clean up the penalties? Even it's sad we have to talk about that in a week two preseason game. But the only reason I'm talking about that because it was reality last season, and it's been a reality since Jason Garrett was there. And it used to be, oh, that's just Jason. If we get another coach out here, we'll get a coach. We won't have a penalty problem. Nope, still there. Okay, but. I, had, I started thinking about this. 
speaking of the Colts, the question I had, and, and I haven't looked at this, but I want to see how far I'm off on this. But I remember it because it had cold sweats that night. And if I'm well, that whole year, I think it was about 2006. A guy at TCU by the name of Ladanian, a.k.a. LT, not that LT in the Giants, but in Chargers. That season, if I'm not mistaken, he still owns the record for most rushing touchdowns in a regular season. And I believe that number, if I remember this correctly, it is, and I don't have no Google in front of me or not, but I'm going to take, I'm going to pretend I'm on the Price is Right. And I didn't high stepped all the way down to the, you know, when they call you, you in like, hey, come on down. Actually, I'd probably take my time. It'd be like a home run trot. But I'm going to pretend like I'm on <laughs> Price is Right. And I'm going to say LT had 28 touchdowns that year. Damn, right on the money. Huh. Seen him twice. AFC West. Trust me. I know who, like, like the imprint that Patrick Mahomes is leaving in his last five, if there's something I do, I know teams that even though they ain't got rings, the damage that they've done to the team I have interest in. So the question I have, the reason that people, why is he going back? What does this have to do anything? I want to know, do we think that we, because there's one record, as long as I've been doing this show, there's one record that I think that you can put up there. I'll be dead and gone. Jonas is about 14 years younger than me. I think he'll be passed and gone. Bartlett's probably going to be checked out as well, too. And the record is still going to be standing. And that's pretty much the 56-game hitting streak by DiMaggio. Okay? I've always said that record is not going to be broken. I really don't think so. The, the scrutiny... The media attention we talked to, if somebody gets to 30, people start talking about it. If somebody gets to 25 in the last few years, people talk about it. So I don't think with the pressure of social media, the outlet, somebody's going to break that 56-game hitting streak. So my question is, is it time to put, the way the game is right now in the National Football League, is it time to put LT's record of 28 rushing touchdowns in a single season and i'm pretty sure marty schottenheimer was there the late marty sure i think that was part of marty that was a part of marty ball took it from cleveland took it took it to the west coast i think that was there. and can you imagine and, and i think i can only imagine what that equates to fantasy numbers is they remember just think about the fantasy output that lt had that year with 28 touch and if i'm not mistaken i'll double down on my memory things that i want to remember he actually had 31 touchdowns because I believe he had three receiving touchdowns that year, too. It doubles right. Yeah, two of them was probably with Denver. I remember that game. So that's why I was going to go 30 <laughs> on total. Should we put that record to bed? No one's catching LT's 28 single. And I believe the three guys that are up there. Let me see. Hold on. Give me a couple minutes to see if I can get this right. I believe the top three, it is Sean Alexander. Correct. That has this. Okay. San Antonio's own Priest Holmes. Yes, sir. And LT. Correct. You nailed it. Man, I'm about to go get some quick picks tonight. I'm about to go get mega millions up to about 80. Man, that billion dollar one. Has anybody shown their face on that one yet? Or are they still hiding? The one that they hit for $1.2 billion a few weeks Not ago? Not that I've Powerball? seen, no. Yeah. Still, just history fact, no one in Texas has ever won the mega millions. Just a fun fact, by the way. But who's really going to break that record? Do we think a Jonathan Taylor has a chance of getting 28 touchdowns in one season? I believe we that's serious, a serious question. Do we put that record up there with Joe DiMaggio? It's not, it's just not happening. 
I've got some uh, stats for you when we come back from break. That All right. might, you might put that into question. All right. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett Spin the one and twos. We'll be back. It's not like I know what I want. It's not like I know what I need.